You're about to listen to a message from Every Nation Church Midrand, the place where people come to be changed and discipled to transform society. How many people understand God's promises, at least from, from the last two, I think we've had two discussions on the promises of God, right? Amen. So this morning, I want to share with you on what I call from promise to fulfillment. Okay, would you like to move from promise to fulfillment? Or do you want to move from promise to promise? From promise to promise to promise to promise to promise. Just getting promises, no fulfillment. Is that what you want? We are going to move. We want to see and examine how God works. And... Uh, I'm excited because of the kind of insight that I got on how God works and how He takes His promise and brings it to the point of fulfillment. It's quite simple, especially if you study the natural. If you study the natural and you look at how things happen in the natural, there are things that happen in the natural that don't need... you. You just need to cooperate. Uh, as, as you cooperate with the natural flow, the natural process, there are certain outcomes that are predictable. Am I correct? Yeah, they are predictable. And it's, it, it, it applies also with God's promises. It applies with God's promises. God is a promise-making God. But he's also a promise-keeping God. He's not like you and I. Last week we looked, we looked at how I might have the desire to do certain things. I might make a promise based on my desire. And in fact, I might have the integrity right, to fulfill my promise. But I might like the power to fulfill that promise. And we know that God is not like that. God is not like that. If God makes a promise, He has the will. Come on. He has the will. He has the integrity. He has the character. But He also has the power to make good of His promise. There are many people who have made promises and disappointed not because they are evil, but because they are human. They are human. There are some people that woke up this morning and have made a promise about the evening, but will not live to the evening. To fulfill that promise. Am I correct? Yeah. But not so with our God. Unchanging God. Ever faithful. Never failing. That's who he is. And I don't know about you. That gives me so much confidence. It gives me so much peace. It gives me so much um, 
security. One of the things that brings security in our lives is God's promises. If you are insecure, it's because you are not well founded on the Word of God. I'm telling you, the Word of God brings stability. The Word of God brings security. So it doesn't matter if the whole world is sinking. If you have the Word of God, you can stand. I'm reminded of when Jesus was walking on water. And Peter spoke out and says, If you are the one, Lord, ask me to come. And the Lord said, Come. Peter stepped out of the boat and started walking. On what? On water. How is that possible? Naturally, it's impossible. Am I correct? It's impossible naturally to walk on water without sinking. Because gravity is at work. And God did not stop gravity. But God had a higher law. And that's the word come. Hallelujah. So Peter was walking on the word come. He was walking on the word come, and come was enough to sustain him. Was enough to sustain him. And, and I want you to know this morning that God's word is enough to sustain you. It's enough to carry you. So that's where your security lies. Your security is not in your job. Job security is a fallacy. There's no such thing. I'm telling you the truth. Even financial security is a fallacy. Because the day will come that it will fail. Jesus talked about that. He says, make for yourself friends with the unrighteous mammon. Huh? Because so that... When, when they fail, when money fails, they will receive you. Huh? So you use money to make friends. That's what the Bible is saying. Why? Because the time will come that money will fail. And when you enter into eternity, there are some friends that will welcome you and receive you into their mansions because you used your money to give towards their salvation. Hallelujah. So to many of us, money is about just me and what I can get and what I can keep. Get all you can, can all you get and sit on your can. It's not secure. Yeah. I'm telling you, it's not secure. The Bible says it gathers wings and it flies. Yeah. So, the word never fails. Hallelujah. So, from promise to fulfillment, where do we start? 
All right, let's start from the book of Luke chapter 1. St. Luke's Gospel chapter 1. Let's read from verse 26. Now in the sixth month, what does it mean, sixth month? <laughs> Not June. <laughs> Not in June. <laughs> That's nobody say. <laughs> Remember, before this time, the angel had visited Zechariah. Am I correct? The angel had visited Zechariah. And what has happened is that um, now the same angel is visiting Mary. So it was six months after he visited Zechariah that he's now visiting Mary. Okay? So it's not June. <laughs> In the sixth month, the angel Gabriel was sent by God to a city of Galilee named Nazareth. May the angel of God be sent to you. Amen. So, in the month of June, okay. <laughs> in the month of June. Okay, he was sent to the city of Nazareth to a virgin betrothed to a man whose name was Joseph. Of the house of David, the virgin's name was Mary. And having come in, the angel said to her, Rejoice, highly favored one, the Lord is with you. Blessed are you among women. Incredible prompt, uh, greeting. Blessed are you among women. They are Millions, billions of women. But you are blessed among all of them. Yes? I want you to know that there are certain things that you are the only one that has been blessed and favored to carry certain promises. Do you understand me? There are certain promises. It's only you. Only you. Among all. There are certain promises. Only you. I'm serious. Only you. So this was Mary's time. This was Mary's moment. And I feel it's somebody's moment. But when she saw him, she was troubled at his saying. And considered what manner of greeting this was. Nobody has ever greeted me like this. Nobody has ever approached me and talked to me like this in my entire life. What kind of conversation is this? When God is ready to do some things, don't expect the norm. Do you understand? Some of us are so secure in the norm that when something out of the ordinary begins to happen, you begin to 
to, to fret. I begin to wonder, what is this? What's going on? What is going on now? I'm not used to this. You don't have to be used to it. You will eventually get used to it. But just receive it. Okay? Then the angel said to her, Do not be afraid, Mary, for you have found favor with who? With God. Hallelujah. Favor with God is more important than favor with men. Do you understand? Favor with God is more important than favor with your friends. Favor with God is more important than favor with your boss. Favor with God is more important than favor with your in-laws. Come on. Favor with God is more important than favor with your colleagues. Yes. Favor with God is more important than favor with your bank manager. I know you will like that, but, but uh, the favor, favor with God is superior to every other favor. It's superior to every other favor. And I don't know about you. I don't want to mess that one. I want that. There are certain atmospheres that are necessary for certain promises to come to pass. Okay? You need a favorable environment. For certain things to happen. And behold, you will conceive in your womb and bring forth a son. And shall call his name Jesus. He's talking to Mary. You're going to conceive. Right? And you will bring forth a son and shall call his name Jesus. And Mary... She's listening to this. He says, He will be great and will be called the Son of the Highest. And the Lord God will give him the throne of his father David. Now remember, Mary is of the lineage of David. God had made an unconditional promise to David. I don't want to go into that. But God made a promise to David and said to him that his throne will be established forever. Are you following me? He made a promise. David walked with God to a point where God was so impressed that God made a promise. He made a vow. He made a promise. A covenant promise. He says, your throne forever and ever. By the end of time, David will still have a throne. All the kingdoms will go. But David's throne is established forever. David is dead and gone. Now God wants to fulfill that promise. And he sends an angel to Mary. 
and Mary is hearing this. She, 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 I mean, this is just a young lady. Huh? Then, verse 33 says, He will reign over the house of Jacob forever. His reign will have no end. What a promise. Somebody say, what a promise. What a promise. Hallelujah. Amen. God told this to David thousands of years. Now, he's about to fulfill it. Okay? And his kingdom, of his kingdom, there will be no end. Ha! Huh? David. You are gone. But now, your descendant is coming to fulfill what God, the promise God made. Amazing. It's incredible. And Mary is hearing this. Then she said to the angel, How can this be? Since I do not know a man. How? How can this promise be fulfilled? Okay? How can this promise be fulfilled? Since I do not know a man, I understand biology. Angel? I mean, I'm not doubting what you are saying, but help me to understand. How is it going to happen? How can this promise be fulfilled? How many people has the Lord spoken to and you can't imagine how it's going to happen? You don't know. You can't figure it out. How is this going to happen? You, you, you can't see. You look naturally, you look at the condition and it's like, how? Yeah. With what? Through who? Where are the resources? Where is the wherewithal to make this happen? Is it what I'm seeing now? And she's asking, how? How is it going to happen? Seeing that I don't know a man. <laughs> and the angel answered and said to her, the Holy Spirit. Somebody say Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit. It says the Holy Spirit will come upon you and the power of the highest will overshadow you. Therefore also, that Holy One who is to be born will be called the Son of God. Amen. Can you see that? Yeah. The Holy Spirit will overshadow you. You know what the word to overshadow there means? It means to brood upon. You remember in Genesis chapter 1? Where the Bible says... Um, Darkness was upon the face of the deep. And the Holy Spirit, the Spirit of God moved over the waters. It's a similar expression. He brooded over the waters. It was not just moving. No, no, no. It's like a chicken resting on the eggs. A hen, a mother hen resting on the eggs. Huh? 
Some people don't know what I'm talking about. <laughs> I can see you didn't grow up in... Huh? It's like eggs. What? Eggs come from woolies. Yeah. What are you talking about? <laughs> huh? Pasta? Eggs? Chicken? Eggs? How? Chick? Huh? Listen to me. The hen lays the eggs. Okay? Yeah. The hen lays the eggs. Yes? And in the evening, huh? at least the, my grandfather used to be a farmer. So, uh -huh. I know that in the daytime they are going around. In the evening, they go and they sit on the eggs. But when they, as they, as they sit on the eggs, that is overshadowing the eggs. Hallelujah. That is overshadowing the eggs. That is brooding over the eggs. That is incubation. That is going on. And that helps the eggs. The, 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 the process where the egg now begins to develop into a chick. Hallelujah. So she continues to do that until it gets to a point that this thing is grown inside. Hallelujah. That is what the Holy Spirit does with the promises of God. That's what the Holy Spirit does with the promises of God in your life. And that's why you need to be filled with the Spirit. You need to, 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 to allow their Spirit to rest upon you. Do you understand? You need to, ha have a, you need to create a conducive um, condition for the Holy Spirit to settle on you. Don't grieve the Spirit. Don't quench the Spirit. Let him remain there on the promise. Hallelujah. So he will overshadow you. Huh? The Holy Spirit will come upon you and the power of the highest will overshadow you. So the Spirit comes upon you. The Holy Spirit works with God's promises. He is the one that ensures that the promise fulfilled. God watches over his promise to perform it. Hallelujah. And then look at what the angel says. He says, now indeed, Elizabeth, your relative, has also conceived a son in her own age. And this is now the sixth month for her who was called barren. She was called barren. Do you know that that became her nickname? Yeah. Have you, have you, have you, haven't you seen people that have gone through certain conditions that they are now identified 
with their condition. See that it's called barren. Everybody in town say, barren is coming. When Elizabeth is coming, they say, look at barren. You can imagine what she was going through all these years. But the day came. And the angel said, she, in her old age, gone past menopause, hope gone, is it's now six months. The angel is there. I'm sure Mary didn't know. Say what? Elizabeth? But what? Conceive? Six months? Are you serious? In this age? Then look what, he, what, what it says. Next verse. He says, for what? Let's read it. For with God nothing will be impossible. Hallelujah. Turn to someone and say, with God, nothing will be impossible. That means that promise is coming to pass. It's coming to pass. It looks impossible now. Give it time. It will come to pass. Hallelujah. It will come to pass. Will come to pass. But I want to bring to your attention. Okay, let's 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 take one more, one more verse. Look at Mary's response. I love her response. Then Mary said, Behold, the maidservant of the Lord. Let it be to me according to your word. And the angel departed from her. Hallelujah. She received it. She took it in. Remember when the angel went to Zechariah and he told him, I don't want to go there. Zechariah says, how is that possible? Listen. Angel, go and tell God that uh, I'm okay. Right? I've made peace with this condition. Don't come and raise my hopes. Yeah, I'm okay. I've been serving God and I will still continue to serve Him. Son or no son, it's okay. And the Bible says that the angel struck him. He says, I who stand in the presence of God, I'm Gabriel. I stand before God. I'm, I'm talking to you. And you are replying like this. You will be dumb. Mute. Why? Because it was a conditional promise. It was a conditional promise and his mouth was going to undo that promise. So God sealed his mouth. You're not going to stop this. Some people need to be made dumb. <laughs> no, I'm serious. So that certain promises can come to pass. I've seen times, I've seen cases where promises were aborted. 
Come on. Yeah. Say too much to the wrong people. Huh? Joseph nearly got into trouble. In fact, he got into trouble. God showed him, oh! And he went, hey guys, you see what God told me? You're all going to bow before me. <laughs> what? I'm telling you, this is for real. You will bow. <laughs> huh? The father looked, he says, you want me, your brothers, and your mother will bow to you? showed me. <laughs> if you have walked long enough with God, you know that there are times you don't speak. There are times you speak. And there are people you don't speak to. And there are people you speak to. Not everything is meant to for Facebook. No, I'm serious. Yeah, you need to know what should go there and what should not. Before you are bought something, God is trying to, you know, incubate. The Holy Spirit is still resting. And then you have already... Huh? What? <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> yes. But listen, there's something that I want to bring to your attention. Vital. Vital. When it comes to the promises of God being fulfilled. Right? You notice that in the case of Mary, right? She asked the angel, how can this be? Seeing that I know not a man. Right? So what does that mean? For things, for certain things to come to pass, there is a combination. There is a particular combination that is required for certain promises to be fulfilled. Now, if you don't get that combination, forget about fulfillment. Yeah, forget about it. <laughs> what is the code? What is the... <laughs> <laughs> this combination. What is this combination? How can this be? Seeing that I know not a man. Okay, fine. I can provide the egg. But there's no man to provide the sperm. It takes that combination for conception to happen. And the angel, do you, do you notice that the angel didn't rebuke her like Zechariah? Because her question was not a question of doubt. It was a question for clarity. Do you understand? Yeah. Zachariah's question was a question of doubt. And that's what needed to be made dumb. Yeah. 
But Mary's question was for clarity. How? I understand the natural process. This is the natural process. How is this going to happen? So, how many people has God made a promise to? All right. I hope you have the combination. Yeah, I think we'll continue next week. Hallelujah. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so even with the promise of the Messiah, it required a combination. It required a combination. And this combination is vital because. Every promise that God makes requires a combination for it to come to pass. I remember <laughs> when God in the beginning said, let us make man in our image, after our likeness. Huh? Let's go there. We'll come back to this combination business. Genesis chapter 1. Is it verse 26? From verse 26 to 28. Uh, all right. Then God said, let us make man in our image according to our likeness. Right? Notice he said man. Singular, right? He didn't say men. Let us make man in our image according to our likeness. Who was he talking to? He was talking to the angels, right? Why not? Us. Okay, yeah, let us, in, let us make man in our image according to our likeness. He says, then God said, God said, let us make man in our image according to our likeness. In the Hebrew, it's actually, the word God there means plural majesty. Hallelujah. So the Godhead. God the Father is speaking to God the Son and God the Spirit. Let us make man huh? in our image according to our likeness. Let them have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the air, over, over the cattle and over all the earth and over every creeping thing that creeps on the earth. Right? So God created man in his own image. In the image of God, he created him. Hello? Male and female, he created them. Then, God blessed them. Not him. 
God blessed them and said to them, Be fruitful and multiply, fill the earth and subdue it, have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the air, over every living thing that moves on the earth. Right. Here you see that God says, let us make man in our image. All right? After our likeness. And he now goes and he makes man in his image, male and female. And if we look at, we read right to chapter 2 of Genesis, we'll see that God formed man. Right? Adam was alone. Here he says male and female, he made them. But later on we see Adam alone. Standing. And God looks at him and says, it's not good. This guy. Hmm? <laughs> Somebody said shame. <laughs> now, how many people know when God says something is not good, it is really not good? You cannot say it's good if God says it's not good, right? All right. So, what happens is God now makes, He forms the man and then breathes into him. And man becomes a living soul. He becomes a living soul. Right? And even, God even gives him an assignment. God even gives him an assignment. And he, you know, he's starting to work. But God says, this guy, <laughs> this fruitfulness cannot happen alone. Come on. You cannot be fruitful alone. He cannot multiply alone. He cannot fill the earth alone. He cannot subdue the earth alone. He cannot have dominion alone. Why? The blessing is not on him, it's on them. The blessing is not on him, it's on them. Alright? So, although Adam was, come on, perfect man. In the image of God. With incredible powers. Perfect mind. Name all the animals. Without making a mistake. And saying, uh, you, you look, um, I think I saw you the other time. Are you not? <laughs> no such mistake. Incredible intellect. A mini God. On the earth. But he was alone. No combination. Okay? No combination. So, certain promises cannot be fulfilled. Certain promises cannot be fulfilled because Adam is alone. Although God said it and with God, nothing is impossible. But he's the one that put that technology. So what does he do? He puts Adam to sleep, right? And he takes a rib. 
and makes a woman. That's right. I heard, I heard a female voice there. <laughs> yeah. So he, he, he makes a woman and he brings her to him. Do you know that if you look at the male and the female, or should I say the masculine and the feminine, you will understand God. Because remember, they were made in His image. So there's an image of God in you that you manifest. There's an image of God that you manifest when it's brought together and allowed to Things happen. So this is not just in a physical, biological sense. I'm going to link it to God's promise. Hallelujah. So, because of that, I don't know about you, um, what languages you understand, but I can talk to you from like French, for example. In the French language, we have the masculine and the feminine gender. All right? Most words, most French words have either masculine or feminine. Hmm? For example, um, Caleb, you can correct me if I... <laughs> it's... He has not even heard what I'm about to say. <laughs> I like that. I'm correct in advance. <laughs> Hallelujah. Yeah. So, for example, this is a chair. Huh? Un chairs. N'est-ce pas? Okay. So, chair in French has a feminine gender. That's how it is. Huh? It is. Un chaise. La chaise. Okay? It's feminine. So, yeah. So when you read a French word and it ends with uh, E, most feminines end with E. Correct? Most of them. But then there is also uh, a masculine word. And the, 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 the masculine also, you know, it's... it's uh, can I think of a masculine? Uh, this is a, a table, right? Le tableau. Is it correct? Am I, am I correct? La table. Okay, la table. So I made a mistake there. What is a shoe? Chaussure. Le chaussure. So my shoe is masculine. Le chaussure. It's masculine. All right? Very interesting language. You must learn it. Because... 
Some of you are going as missionaries to. Huh? Don't, come on. Yeah, Hey! So, yeah. So, I want to bring it also to the Hebrew. To the Hebrew as well. There are certain virtues that are masculine. There are certain virtues that are feminine. For example, when you read your Bible, your Bible gives you a picture of wisdom. And whenever he's talking about wisdom, especially in the book of Proverbs, look at Proverbs chapter 9. If you read Proverbs chapter 8, chapter 9, even chapter 1 of Proverbs, Proverbs chapter 9, let's read verses 1 and 2. Uh, okay, look at Wisdom has what? Build his house. Huh. Why is it a her? <laughs> yeah, so wisdom has built her house. Yes, wisdom has built her house. That's feminine. She has healed out her seven pillars. Verse 2. Huh? She has slaughtered her meat. Oh. Hey, wisdom is powerful. I am telling you, don't, don't think you can go anywhere without wisdom. In life. Yeah. And, and yet, this is a quality... Christ has been made unto us wisdom. It's divine, but it's got a feminine character. Yes. So I know, I know, I know you're a strong man, you know, macho. Huh? Without wisdom. Yeah, you, you, you can't. <laughs> Hallelujah. Yeah. So, when God makes a promise, remember when he came, when the angel came to Mary, what did he bring? The word. The word. That's masculine. That's the sperm. Yeah. So, it needs an egg. It also needs a womb. Are you getting the point? It's a combination. So many people have a promise. No womb. No womb. No egg. You are carrying promise about. <laughs> promise. I have a promise that I'm standing on and I won't stop till I see what the Lord has promised. Where's the womb? Where's the womb to fertilize? Where, where's the womb to fertilize the promise?
You want to move from promise to fulfillment, right? So, there are certain virtues that need to be combined. Let me give you another virtue, right? I'm sure you will understand this. Somebody say patience. Patience is also a virtue that is required to be mixed with the promise. Yes. In case you don't know, it doesn't matter how desperate you are. Okay? How desperate you are. When you got pregnant, didn't you have to wait for nine months? What if you were in a hurry? <laughs> so you see, that virtue of patience is also feminine. Why? Because the woman, once she conceives, she knows she has to be patient for nine months. <laughs> All things being equal. Correct? She will have to endure. She doesn't feel, she's tired, she's, it doesn't matter. She's sick, it, do, it doesn't matter. Nine months. Patient. Patient. And that brings you to what the Bible says in Hebrews chapter 6. Hebrews chapter 6. Hebrews, not Hebrews. <laughs> Yes, he, he brews. She doesn't brew, he brews. <laughs> Hallelujah. He says, verse 11 says, And we desire that each one of you should show the same diligence to the full assurance of hope until the end, that you do not become sluggish, but imitate those who through what? Faith and patience inherit the promise. Can you see the combination there? Faith is masculine. Patience is feminine. Together they bring about the promise. Together. They bring about the promise. So when you get a promise, that's not the time to be impatient. No, that's the time to be patient. Amen. You can say, oh, oh uh, uh, my, my wife has just conceived. I think uh, we need to go shopping now and we need, to, um, we need to go to a doctor and let him bring out the baby. No, it doesn't work like that. Wait. You have to wait. You have to prepare. And you have to go and see the doctor. You say, don't do this, do this. Take this, don't take this. Huh? You have to. It's all part of the process. And let me tell you, the promise of God goes through the same process. Every promise of God goes through that process. Oh, well, Pastor, you know, I, I, I'm very impatient. I don't, I don't, I don't have patience. Huh? One bishop told me one day, he says, I don't have the gift of long-suffering. 
I want my miracle right now. Yeah, that's why you go to Sangoma. Because Sangoma will not tell you to be patient. Sangoma will say, if you pay this, you do this. Come on, you just, you can just get it. But when you come to God, God will say, follow the example. <laughs> huh? Yeah, imitate those. Oh, through faith and patience, inherit the promise. So God has given you a promise, hold on to it. You need to mix it now. There is a combination. So the fact that you have a promise does not mean you shouldn't be wise. Hello? Yeah. Shouldn't mean you shouldn't be wise. You, you've got a promise, then you, you go out now. Hey, everybody, come on. You see, I've got a promise. That's foolish. And it's interesting because if you study the masculine gender and you've studied the feminine gender, it's incredible the kind of insight you get. Because remember, Eve was taken out of Adam. From where? From his side, the rib from his side, right? The rib. And that's to tell you that it's internal, right? And that is why the feminine Gender is uniquely stro strong internally. Their strength is more internal than external. How many people agree with that? Yeah. It's a weaker vessel. Don't make any mistake. Because when it comes to certain inner qualities... You can't match her strength. I'm serious. That's why you see her, her strength works in, 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 in a way that there's a kind of insight she can have that you, macho man, cannot have. Yeah. No, I'm serious. Is, I'm serious. That's why she can be so intuitive. And you, because everything is facts and figures. But life is not made up just of just facts and figures. So you, you, you are looking at, oh yeah. You know, because your own strength has to do with action. Uh, that's why you like so much. Yeah, you like sports, you like to gym and all of those things. It's fine. But for her. And that's why when you bring the two combinations together, explosive things happen. Explosive things happen. You have a wife, but you don't know how to work as a team. You bet you are missing out. Hallelujah. Say combination. combination. Yeah, so you need that combination. Says, ah, uh, this is not right. Yeah, but how, what's your proof? She doesn't need any proof. Yeah, no, she does not need any proof. 
Why? Because there is an inner wisdom. You know what wisdom means? Wisdom is insight. It is skill. There is a kind of skill inside. She came from the inside, remember? She came from the inside. She's not from the outside. You have the outside material. She's the inside one. So when it comes to inside things, that's where she's strong. That's where she's strong. When it comes to outside things, that's where we'll see you. <laughs> yeah, I just have to do this, I do this, I do Yeah. It's okay. God made you like that. It's fine. Don't be guilty. Receive that. Embrace that. But there's something inside. That's what is going to lead to dominion. That's what is going to lead to the blessing. That's what is going to lead to the fruit. And in the same way, there are certain virtues in the scriptures that you need to combine them like that. To see promises being fulfilled. One after the other. One after the other. You need to combine them. And that's why Peter says, let's turn there. I think we'll close with that. 2 Peter chapter 1. Hallelujah. Lord, open my eyes. Somebody say that. Help me to see the combination. 2 Peter chapter 1, verse 5. Also, for this very reason, giving all diligence to add to your faith, what? Virtue. virtue. To virtue, knowledge. knowledge. To knowledge, self-control. To self-control, perseverance. To perseverance, godliness. To godliness, brotherly kindness. And to brotherly kindness, love. And for if these things are yours and abound... Come on. I, can you see what I'm seeing? Yes? It says you will neither be barren. The promises will be fulfilled in your life. If you have this combination, promises will be fulfilled in your life. Hallelujah. You will neither be barren nor unfruitful in the knowledge of Jesus Christ. You will never be unfruitful. The every promise of God will be fulfilled in your life if you have this combination. If you have this combination. Let's read on. Next verse. Look at what it says. For he who lacks these things is short-sighted even to blindness and has forgotten that he was cleansed from, he, from his old sins. Can you see why, where barrenness comes from? Can you see why promises are not fulfilled? Because we don't have the combination. We don't have the combination. Oh, the Lord said this. How long? How long? Oh, Lord. He said this. Maybe I didn't hear right. What if Mary got up six months after to say, Baby, where are you? I'm ready now to download. To offload. You are ready. The baby is not ready. 
the promise is not ready. The fact that you are ready does not mean the promise is ready. Do you understand? doesn't mean that the promise is ready. So you have to be patient. Touch someone and say, be patient. Control yourself. Yeah? Don't lose control. You need to add self-control. You need to walk in love. Come on. You need to combine. Combine these things so that the promises can come to pass. Because your sister testified yesterday does not mean you should testify today. Yeah. Did you conceive at the same time? Huh? Did you conceive at the same time? Are you carrying the same kind of seed? Yeah. You, 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 it's like comparing the gestation period of a human to that of an elephant. Uh, how, how long? Doctor, how many years? Two years. Almost two years. An elephant is, is carrying promise for two years. So if, if what you are carrying, if the promise you are carrying requires two years to mature, and then out of impatience, like what our father Abraham did, and ended up with Ishmael. Huh? If he had waited, would we have had Ishmael? Look at all the problems we are having in the Middle East. If Abraham had just waited, we won't have that problem. Hmm? Many of us are frustrating God's promise by our attitude. May God have mercy on us. May God help us not to abort the promise. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. I bind every spirit of abortion. Amen. Every spirit that aborts God's promises over your life is bound right now. In the name of Jesus. It's bound right now. Every, every spirit that causes you to become barren, I bind right now. You are not going to be unfruitful. You will be fruitful. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. 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 In the name of Jesus, we are, carrying, we are carrying a promise. I don't know about you. I'm pregnant. I'm pregnant. There's a promise I'm carrying. I'm carrying a promise in my womb. I'm carrying Midran in my womb. There are things I'm carrying in my womb. I don't know about you. I'm talking about myself. Because I, can, I know about myself. I don't know about you. You know yourself. You know what you're carrying. I know what I'm carrying. Hallelujah. And in the fullness of time, because I'm creating the right condition for the Holy Spirit to rest upon me, 
to brood upon me. To brood upon his promise. To continue to brood upon his promise. I'm not going to quench him. I'm not going to grieve him. I want him to remain. Because when he, as, he, as long as he remains, this promise is going to mature. Continue to incubate it. At the right time, it will hatch. And then people will look and they will wonder, how did this happen? How did this come to pass? That's how people will talk about you. This ministry has come to you live from Every Nation Midrand. For other life-changing messages and more information, log on to www.everynationmidrand.org.